Welcome to the Nerd Party. They can travel anywhere in time and space. Up we go into time and space. So all of time and all of space is sitting out there. Welcome to Time and Space, one married couple's adventure through the Doctor Who universe. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her companion through life and death, Philip Kilfus. Yes, yes, you are. Life and death. You actually write it down here, baby. Life and death. You have to love me forever, even after we die. So it seems. Yeah. So we had Red Nose Day last week. We did. Yep. So we hope everyone supported that if you could. Uh, here in America, I think you can still go to Walgreens through June 2nd and still uh, contribute. If you haven't done it yet, we certainly encourage you. For for those who don't know, we did a past episode about the charity specials uh, in Doctor Who. So feel free to listen to that episode where Doctor Who has its own Red Nose Day. Now, for some reason, the countries celebrate Red Nose Day differently. So in the U.S., we do it yearly because we can't be bothered to remember other years. So in the UK, though, it's, I think, every other year yes, charity they do. event. Yes, they do uh, Red Nose Day every other year and Children in Need on the alternating years. All right, so. so for our American listeners, like I said, still go to Walgreens or you can go to uh, the website at home.rednoseday.org and still donate and get your red nose um, for every year in the U.S. or buy your nose and get ready for UK's next year. Yes, absolutely. Um Personally, I say get ready for the one in the UK. To be perfectly honest, America hasn't gotten this thing down pat yet. Um, We watched the one-hour special, and uh, I found it quite dire, to be honest. What did you think? (laughs) Yeah, I think it was (laughs) failing on a few fronts. It was trying to be comedic, but it didn't necessarily have America's Best Comics. Whereas I think in Britain, you tend to maybe have a top-tier... Yes. Where we sort of had tier three. At best. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Olivia Munn is not no one. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Olivia Munn and Anne Hathaway, but then they were put into these weird... Situations, yeah. Yeah, that didn't show off their gifts. And I think uh, UK tends to have a little bit more skits and TV yes, involvement. Yes, inv- more involvement from more people. Right, considering, uh, I forget what channel was it, NBC or ABC or whatever NBC, channel. NBC, yeah. you think they would have, you know, the stars of the NBC shows doing something. Yeah, I think at the very least they could have started with that and, and made that a little bit more of a thing. I mean, even The Price is Right sometimes gets soap opera actors to be their models. So clearly (laughs) there is capability of working together as a network. That's CBS, not NBC. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you would think NBC would... And I think people would get behind it. Um, In the same way that the West Wing uh, does... Also, I mean, they still, their people still get together to do fun (laughs) skits for good causes. So the idea that you can't get... Um, you know, the cast of This Is Us, which is another NBC show, to uh, to come together and do a fun skit that people would enjoy. I find that difficult to believe. And, of course, that great comedy, This Is Us. Yes, it doesn't have to be a comedy, <laughs> stupid. They do lots of soap opera skits and things right. that, you know, I think that uh, you shut your face. Uh, <laughs> but that's one of the things that makes it fun as well is to, you know, a show like This Is Us that everybody weeps at. Right. To see their people being a little bit goofy would be a lot of fun. And I think 
from what I have seen on Twitter, their cast would find it quite enjoyable as well. Sure. So, like I said, but that we, we, you know, it is it's a uh, nascent effort uh, in the yes. U.S. But you know, they they were raising money, and obviously, we certainly have money and wealth here in the U.S. of A. That that certainly can go towards these good charities. So, hopefully, it'll get a little bit more popular and raise even more money to help uh, fight uh, child poverty. I did like. That you know, you sort of did get the, and I'm not trying to make fun of it or or take anything away from it, but you did have the sort of uh, Ed Sheeran go to an African country, and I know there's countries I just can't remember off the top of my head. I apologize. Go to an I African. Can't, country. No, I can't remember where he went. went yeah, um, I don't know if it was Ghana or somewhere else, but anyway, it doesn't. Um, I mean, it does matter, but anyway, but you know, sort of you had this sort of stereotypical, oh, this poor African child, and again, I'm not making fun of it, but then. You know, I was like, well, I mean, there's poverty everywhere. I feel like that's sort of our go-to. And, of course, then they show something from Arkansas here yes. in the U.S. And so because, you know, I think it's sometimes it's too easy to be like, oh, it's over there. But at least here in America and here where we live in North Carolina, we have, like, one of the highest rate of children hunger here in North Carolina. Yes, and yeah. And so I think it's, you know, it's 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 everywhere. So when, when you're supporting these things, it's, it's not just from this faraway country. It's your local community. Yes, yeah. And Lorelai Gilmore went to Puerto Rico, right. which is also, of course, Im- uh, yes, very <laughs> important to remind the powers that be that that is part of America um, and people still trying to recover from the effects of last year's hurricanes, particularly considering that next month starts hurricane season again. Yes. So, uh, but anyway, so like I said, support that cause if you can. Even a dollar will get you a red nose at Walgreens in America. And let me tell you, those red noses have caused hours of fun. We taunted Philip's one-year-old niece with it yesterday at her birthday party. Mm-hmm. Kat has been enjoying playing with it. I was going to say, yes, Finn jumped up today and uh, has taken one over as his play toy. So, uh, so yeah, hours of entertainment for the whole family, I think. <laughs> So we've been uh, doing a little bit of Twelfth Doctor rewatching. I've, um, as, as I've said before here on the show, I have the the Blu-ray Twelfth Doctor complete Peter Capaldi. So you know, just leisurely going through it. We're not trying to binge through it or anything. You know, watch it when you can. So we watched a little bit. We're sort of in his final series with Bill. So I thought there's some interesting moments. Of course, we came to a line that you said is your favorite. Oh my God, of I Peter hate Capaldi it here. more than anything else in this world. <laughs> I can't look at you. I can't look at anything ever again. I'm blind, completely blind. Uh, I just, it's just so over the top. And the, you know, the screen goes black as he says he's blind, you know. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Grow up a little bit in my own mouth kind of reaction to that. I found it just so over the top. Cool. Um, Which is a shame because I really enjoy that season. I adore Bill. I adore Peter Capaldi. That line, and I, I can't cope with. Still have not gone through all my comics from Free Comic Book Day. Um, I did get some Doctor Who ones, but I still haven't gone through them. So I'm going to go through those this week. We'll see how they were. Um, the Free Doctor ones. So cool. Yeah, sounds good. All right. So the idea of a Doctor Who spinoff series comes and goes throughout the years. There was K9 and Company in 1981, but that never got past its pilot episode. However, with Doctor Who returning to TV in 2005, it did not take long for then showrunner Russell T. Davies to look for a breakoff show. Just like Buffy the Vampire Slayer eventually had Angel, so Doctor Who would have Torchwood. Nina, Nina, Nina. Torchwood. 
outside the government, beyond the police. Fighting for the future on behalf of the human race. The 21st century is when everything changes. And Torchwood is ready. This week, we'll be talking all things Torchwood, from its 2006 beginnings all the way to Children of Earth and Miracle Day, and as well as its continuing life with Big Finish Productions. Yes. Oh, I'm having tongue-tie tongue, tongue tie <laughs> issues today. But yeah, so Torchwood, uh, sexy Doctor Who, is that what it is? Okay. I mean, I, I, th- I think Doctor Who has, has regularly been relatively sexy on its own, but I mean, I see what you're saying in terms of it's a little bit more procedural. A little more after night, or I don't know when it aired, I think it was on BBC Three, don't quote me, but it sort of was the... You know, if Doctor Who is supposed to be the family programming, Torchwood is not. That, that's true. That's true. It, it can get a little more risque, a little uh, grimmer, a little bloodier, those mm. sorts of things. But having, and we'll get into specific series here in a moment, but having just finished watching all of Torchwood television series, at least, because we just finished Miracle Day a, a day or two ago, what are your sort of Torchwood thoughts? Yeah, I... I think it's a shame that it gets so pared down. Mm-hmm. You know, I miss the other three once we get to uh, Miracle Day. All we've got is Captain Jack and Gwen, both of whom I love well, and Reese. Reese. Um, all of whom I love. And I Andy. really do. But I miss the others. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like. It's a little bit. And if I thought that they, like when we first started the um, children one. Children of Earth. Children of Earth. I thought that some of the characters there might be ones that were, oh, they're going to be new members. They're bringing in a new group of people. And that turned out not to be the case, which Mm. I was kind of sad about. Um, And then the same possibility happens with... Miracle Day, you know, oh, maybe they're bringing in these Americans to be part of it. Nope. Nope. Mm. Hashtag death and destruction. That's right. Well, let's go through the series here one by one. Um, I, this is my organization, so feel free to disagree. But I sort of loop in series one and two together. Not that they mm-hmm. don't have their own unique parts, but it is sort of the, the original Scooby gang, as you yes. were uh, saying. So um, what do you think of... The Fabulous Five. Exactly. What do you think of... One and two. I, th- I thought it was very interesting to have, uh, not to go episode by episode, but I go to the first episode where you had, and I'm Susie, I think, was, she was sort of like the number one of Torchwood, and then to so just kill her off on the first episode. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was the bad guy, quote unquote. And then to even, even have her come back in a couple more uh, episodes, um, like, why does, I think the name of the episode is literally like, why does Susie keep coming back, or whatever it was, where, with the sort of the, the death glove or whatever, re- yes, resurrecting her. Yeah. But anyway, but I, I thought that was sort of a good first start to sort of, you know, it, it basically set the premise of Torchwood that we will kill off people. And then I thought the second episode was sort of the uh, sex alien was the one you know, came by and, and took the girl. And every time she had sex with someone, she would kill them because that was sort of like the explosive life force. And so she ended up like shagging everyone. But I thought that was a, a good second episode in as much as that also set the tone of Torchwood. Yes. So death yeah. and shagging. That's Torchwood. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, we get Gwen, who is coming into this completely new at the beginning. So she's sort of the audience's perspective. Right. 
um, which gives the rest of Torchwood an opportunity to explain it. Those of us who are Doctor Who watchers have some understanding or had some understanding already of Torchwood, but if you're completely new to it as a concept, then Gwen offers that opportunity for Torchwood to be, what, mansplained? Um, (laughs) For that exposition to happen, which I think is really useful. So uh, let's let's just talk about two of the characters. We can talk about the series, but since they're only in these two series, so let's mm. go first with Owen, Owen Harper, Doctor Owen Harper, I suppose. What did you sort of think of his character slash storyline? Well, first of all, I think his name is spelled way too ordinary for an actual Welsh <laughs> Owen. Owen. Yeah, <laughs> have it. I taught a Welsh Owen. He was. He's actually. He's English, but his family is Welsh, you know, a little further back. And his name was spelled E-O-G-H-A-N, if I'm I'm not mistaken. Owen Harper may not be Welsh. So, well, he certainly seems to sound Welsh. Okay. Um, But, so, spelling his name O-W-E-N, I find (laughs) a little bit... (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, but never mind, never mind. Other than that, I liked him. I really struggled with him because I liked him a lot and couldn't figure out if I found him attractive or not. See, he looks, okay. I mean, I'm not going to go until it looks then because I was like, he, you know, he has a look. And he does. (laughs) And it's not conventional in any way, shape or form. And, and that was what I was struggling. I couldn't decide if I fancied him or not. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought one, and this is going to sound horrible, but I'll say it anyway. When I first started watching Torchwood, this is going to be more about me than anything else, but like, I remember thinking, like, wow, they don't really care about how people look in casting. But this might just be British shows in general. But just because, look, in America, American television, they're all pretty people, right? They all cast all these pretty people, whether it's a drama or comedy, it's all you got to look a certain Everybody's way. Everybody's got to be pretty. But in yeah. British television, they just, just, you know, I mean, actors, I mean, I'm sure they have their own stereotypes and things they go for as well, but just regular looking people in British television. Yeah, I, and I would actually agree with that, I think, you know, but it it's a running theme a bit. You know, when you think about our soap operas, all of our soap opera actors are ridiculously good-looking or beautiful and wealthy. You know, all of the characters have all of this money. And that is not what British soap operas are about at all. It's, you know, it's much more regular folk. Um, you know, East Enders is so much more normal people um, who sure are, you know, getting married four and five times and discovering that their brother killed their mother and all of these sorts of things. You still have the high drama of it, but it is still very much ordinary people. Um, and maybe that's the difference or a difference. Um, Americans prefer more escapism. These people are nothing like me. It becomes a little more step removed. Um, in your Aristotle catharsis kind of thing, uh, whereas British people want to see themselves on screen. Hmm. Um, so I think the thing about Owen, I think he's an irritating character, but not like that I don't like him or like I don't wish he was there, but he, you know, he sort of has his abrasive cynicism. But I think the cool thing, not to skip ahead, but when you get to my favorite episode, which I can't remember the name of, I apologize. But in series two, where you get the origin stories and you find out he was this happy-go-lucky, married, you know, da-da-da, but then his fiance, I guess, 
Um, not wife, or I can't remember. But anyway, gets, you know, has an alien that explodes out of her and kills her. And then, like, that's what caused him to be this sort of, you know, cynical bastard um, about everything. And sort of all makes sense then. But then the sort of, like, the way he treats uh, Tosh, who has the crush on him, and the way he's cavalier. and But whatever. But I think, And treats Gwen, whom he has an affair with. Oh, yeah. That was a weird storyline. Yeah. Yeah. That was a weird storyline, right? We can talk about it. That was a weird yeah, storyline. that was a weird storyline. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. But then I thought Gwen and... Jack's a weird storyline too, which we can get to in a second. Yes, but. yeah. Um, Owen is sort of your quintessential bad boy. Yeah. In a way that, you know, Jack is not really. Um, you know, you if if you describe the character of Captain Jack to hero. somebody, you can you know you go, oh yeah, no, quintessential bad boy, but he's not. Mm-hmm. He just he's not. Owen is. Um, Jack's the one who has to make the tough choices, but as you say, ultimately he is the hero. Mm-hmm. So uh, now then, Owen sort of got that story arc in series two where he died and came back, and so he was literally dead man walking. Yep, yep. And which he, was a little strange. He had that, um, and I don't remember episode titles. I apologize, but he had that whole Fight Club storyline. Yep. Yeah, and then he became like king of the weevils somehow or something. I forget. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It, it it got a little strange for him. Mm-hmm. Bless his heart. But then he died. But then he died properly. Or, or yeah, I think he uh, was it radiation and it sort of melted him or whatever, disintegrated him or whatever. These things we were happen. led to believe. But anyway. yeah, yeah, these things happen. So well, let's go off then to Tosh, who we yes. met, uh, to Toshiko Sato. And so, what did you think of her character? Your computer-savvy Asian? I think it might be just a little bit uh, stereotypical there. Uh, mm-hmm. But I like Tosh. I like her a lot. I kind of wish that they had done more. Particularly because towards the end, they hint at it between Tosh and Owen that actually something... Might happen. And then kills them off, so... Yeah, because with her... I mean, I thought it was a good, or I mean, in as much as it was, but a good storyline to have her. You know, she has a crush on Owen, but it's like, after a while, you're like, why? The guy's terrible. Yeah, he, is, <laughs> he is dreadful. <laughs> well, because he's the bad boy. Yes. And because ultimately, like prostitutes, the bad boys always have, have that heart of gold, heart of gold <laughs> that that women can see through that gruff exterior and him. fully believe, yes, <laughs> that they are the ones who can change them. Ah, I threw up a little bit in my mouth again. Sorry. So I'm trying to think of... Because <laughs> I agree, Tosh doesn't necessarily have a lot. The only kind of quirky storyline I can think of her is she had this sort of um, relationship with, like, was it the alien woman? I'm trying to remember who the woman was. She had this sort of, like, lesbian... Uh, I mean, everyone slept with every other gender oh, yeah, in this series. That's everyone, right. There, I forgot gen- about that. Sexuality fluid. Everyone slept with men and women. And every member of the cast did. But anyway. But yeah, she had that... That was sort of a quirky episode for her. Mm. And so... But other than that... And maybe I'm blanking, folks. But she... I mean, not, not that she didn't do stuff. But she was sort of the the techie. The the heart. I mean, she she was... Aside from Gwen, often was the conscious of the conscience of the group mm. um, about what was right and wrong and things to do. Well, and she had a certain naivete. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. That I Which think... was refreshing compared to Owen, especially. Yes. Yeah. But then also made her quite susceptible to Owen because mm. it takes a certain amount of naivete to believe that you can change the bad boy with a heart of gold, quote unquote. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, yeah, I liked her. Mm-hmm. Well, before about talking to any of the other characters, I guess let's just talk series one and two in general. Anything pop up episodes or pop up storylines that really you thought were really good or really bad? No, I thought overall it was relatively solid. Nothing comes to mind as oh crikey, that's terrible. A, an episode I don't like. I'm not saying it's bad as in quality, just bad as in uh, that is countryside. That is the cannibal episode. Where they go to the country, and it turns out to be people, like humans. It's oh, right, yeah, human. yeah. But it's all sort of like, you know, in America would be like the Appalachian, you know, whatever. You know? But uh, <laughs> Easy, we're a little close <laughs> to that area. But yeah, the or English version of that, or British version of that, because I forget if it was in Wales or England. But the British version of that, and it was just, it's just, ugh, yeah, I don't yeah. want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> so that one you just don't like because it oogs you out. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, you can, I'm not going to go through every episode. The, the ones that pop out, I think, that I remember often are like the one with the time riff. I know there's a lot of time mm. riffs, but the one with the going to World War II where it's Jack and, and Tosh, um, which is interesting for her because, you know, often in Doctor Who, it's sort of, in a good way, color neutral. You'll have Martha or Bill being like, uh, can I be black in the past? And he's like, it's fine. You know, the history's whitewashed. It, no one notices. But I think with Tosh, when she goes back in World War II, it's like, no, they'll, they'll notice. Someone, yeah, yeah. A, you know, someone of, who looks like of Japanese descent and, you know. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. but it all works out. But I, I think that when with Jack meeting Jack, mm-hmm. Jack, the, the original Jack Harkness, um, uh, it's a little surreal, though, because you have, I mean, that's tortured, of course, but that sort of end when you have the two of them dancing and kissing and then sort of like the glowy light and then sort of like oh, well then what happened you know it was kind of weird but i get what they were going for yeah and the other time rift mm-hmm. uh where the lady pilot comes through yes that was an interesting owen storyline yes, that yeah that's what i was thinking mm-hmm. um the three people displaced in time where the was it the guy yeah the the older gentleman i think he ended up killing himself i think um, then you had the girl who ran away, I think, um, I forget what she did. I think, you know, tried to start a new life. Then you had the pilot who just flew away. Flew away. Yeah. As you Breaking did. Breaking Owen's heart. Break it. Yep. Giving him another reason to be bitter and cynical mm-hmm. to cover up that heart of gold. Exactly. That is malleable if just the right woman would come along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess then let's talk a few of the characters, but just series one and two. So Captain Jack, of course, is Obviously. our intrepid leader. Yeah. Um, I did like sort of the background because you get sort of his Torchwood background, you know, in, in the flashback episode. Yes, yeah, a lot. Yeah, we get a lot of Torchwood background info. Because, you know, we sort of just go, you know, he's the leader of Torchwood, or at least Torchwood 3 properly. Um, in the first episode, we just go from there, you know, we, other than having the doctor's hand. Um, a little bit mysterious. And then, of course, you get that sort of the finale where he... Leaves to go to Doctor Who for a couple episodes before Series 2 begins. But um, as far as that, it was sort of interesting to see, like I said, his you know, the explanation of him waiting you know, for 100 years for the Doctor to return um, to, to Cardiff. So he might as well just kill time working for Torchwood. So And then um, have that episode with it where you know the, the head of Torchwood kills everyone, including himself, and leaves Jack in charge. And there you go. There you go. So I think the only thing that was weird was the... Him being underground in Cardiff for like a thousand years. I'm like, okay. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can get the time, but like, that's, wouldn't he just go crazy or something? I mean, Uh, yeah, you'd think so. That's the one where, um, Spike. Yes, and Gray. And and Spike and, uh, Jack's brother. Uh Yeah. Bury him. But then that, that's like the first 
time we have that instance of, you know, Jack being killed and not coming straight back to life, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, you know, because usually he's shot and five seconds later he breathes <gasps> and off he goes. Yes. Um, and so this is the first time we have him buried for a thousand years. But then that sort of starts off this chain reaction because shortly thereafter they stick him in concrete yeah. and, and things like, and burn him. Alive. Yeah. I think you're going. You're mixing up children to earth with that. Right. No, I know, <laughs> but it, it felt like yeah, those yeah. things happened all. What do you do with Jack? You know, how yes. can you kill Jack? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many different ways can you ch- kill and torture Jack? Because mm. you know, as because that was towards the very Miracle. end of season yeah. two, yeah. and then when we get into, you know, they they burn him and blow. Oh yeah, they blow him up completely, yeah. and he comes back. <laughs> so then they put him into concrete. It gets a little. Yeah, and then I think with Gwen, who's, you know, the heart of the show, as you can always say. But I think with series one and two, you know, her coping with Torchwood and what it means. And then her relationship with Reese as she's always busy with Torchwood and he's not... And having to keep it a secret right. for most of those first two seasons. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to sort of see the character of Reese, sort of this secondary, even tertiary character, then grow throughout the yes. series as yeah. being a main part of, of the series. And then... I guess you have their wedding episode, and then... Where crazy things happen as Mm -hmm. well, of course, because no wedding day can go off without a hitch. Exactly. (laughs) Do you get it? Because they get hitched. (laughs) So anyway. uh, (laughs) And then you have Yonto. Oh, yes, Yonto. The tea boy. The tea boy. Who also, I think, I mean, I would refer to him, at least towards the beginning, as a little bit more secondary. Yeah. Um, if Reese is tertiary, then <laughs> Yanto is definitely secondary, and he sort of comes more and more into his own. Yeah, he's sort of the uh, intern of the series. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Um, which is interesting because he was with Torchwood in England, mm-hmm. and so he, Torchwood won. Yep. Torchwood won. So. Potentially, you know, has even, just as much experience, if not more, than some of the others. Certainly, more than Gwen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it was interesting. You know, when again, you get his background, or even the early episodes where he's hiding his cyber girlfriend in the basement or whatever. Yeah, as you do. Yeah, the basement of the basement. To be <laughs> fair, uh, when he first got her as a girlfriend, she wasn't cyber. Right. Um, and then that, you know, she changed. People yeah, that, change, darling. That happens. I it's keep a, trying to tell you. It's a bait and switch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and then you sort of get the Jack Yonta relationship. Yes. Yeah, that starts to happen in one and two. Or does happen, I suppose. Yeah. They have naked hide and seek and all that. He always cheats. As you do? Yeah. <sighs> so any, anything else from one and two? Well, the, the, then, so, I mean, we didn't talk about Tosh died, but of course Tosh died as well. So what do you sort of think of the end of series two, the sort of cleaning house? Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. No, I'm not ready to lose two people. Did you think they were dead or did you know? I, no, I was, I mean, I think I knew Owen was on his way out. Right. I think I knew that Owen didn't come back, but I didn't know that Tosh didn't. Um, and so when they took out two of them, because then that only leaves you with three, right. by which I mean Captain Jack being one, Gwen being one, uh, Yanto being half of one, and Reese being half of one. Yeah. <laughs> so that gives you a total of three, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's all that's left. And 
Yeah. So then it was interesting that we go from these sort of traditional, quote unquote, traditional series to then we go to the miniseries, series three, Children of Earth. Yep. Um, Starring. The Doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Strangely enough. So that's what we mentioned uh, in an earlier series, Peter Capaldi. We didn't go into it because you hadn't seen it yet. Yes. Uh, Not only has he been in Doctor Who, he was in Tortured before being the Doctor. That's right. Um, So what did you, what did we talk about? What did you think of Peter Capaldi now that you saw him in in, uh, Children of Earth? Very understated, right? Compared to what we see him as the Doctor. Very understated. Yes. I mean, obviously a very different character. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, because, and the character is really, really morally ambiguous. Right. He's not the ringleader of the terrible things, but he is, well, he's the, the middleman. Right. He says it over and over and over again, middle management kind mm-hmm. of guy. And he plays that, he plays the role as somebody you would think of as any sort of ordinary middle management guy. Mm-hmm. Not as a middle manager who's also dealing with aliens. And I think that that's a good thing. Um, I think that I'm not crazy about the fact that he then goes to his house and kills his whole family. Right. Um, I'm less okay with that. Yeah, and I, I think... Especially after the doctor worked so hard to save them from Pompeii. Exactly. Yeah, and I think the thing with Torchwood, and it's not a complaint... It's just the nature of Torchwood that there's always going to be a body count, which I don't necessarily... You don't necessarily get in Doctor Who. I'm not saying people don't die in Doctor Who because they do. You know, this is sort of the famous ninth Doctor mantra, they all live, which is because it's rare. But, like, in Torchwood, they die. Like, there is always going to be a good, decent death count in Torchwood, including members of the cast. So, like... In Apparently, t- yeah. yeah. So, but in Children of Earth, you know, you, you get sort of the children and the early the flashback with Jack, you know, submitting the children to death um, to the four, five, six, and then of course you have Yanto mm-hmm. dying, and you have uh, Jack's grandson uh, dying. But yeah, and again, that was another one of those places where I was like, maybe he inherited, and I don't know how it could possibly happen, but maybe he inherited his immortality, and maybe you know, and mm-hmm. nope, 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 just dead. That's the the end. Mm-hmm. Done. So I thought one of the story. I mean, you can, and but, sort of the same thing with Yanto. I yeah. thought, oh, but no, 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 not real, not, 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 not real, yeah. real, not, not real, real. Oh crap, you know. So what do you think? Of, you have the Yanto storyline. You know, he sort of gets the not struggle. It's not the right word, but the sort of uh, the focus on him and Jack. You know, are we a couple? Are we not a couple? Mm. And you know, he, he confesses to his sister that, um, as far as his sexuality, that you know he's. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. He's basically straight, but. Jack special, and so that's what he confesses to his sister. Yeah, I don't know necessarily that I buy. I'm basically straight from Yanto, but yeah. no yeah. mind. Well, I'm just telling you what the character yeah. said. No, <laughs> I'm not saying I agree or disagree. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but then you have his death. So um, now, uh, I don't think I ever explained this to you because I don't want to spoil anything. Now, I told you when I went to Cardiff, and I'm sure it's still there, but anyway, but where the entrance to Torchwood or the hub would be, you know, the tourist office. It's actually, I told you, it's not a door. It's actually just a wall. Yep. It's a memorial now. See, the Yanto Memorial. Oh. I don't know. If it's, I assume it's still up because it's been a couple of years. But um, yeah, so there's just a, a little, that portion of the wall with people would put drawings. And, uh, and there's a little, there's actually a little sign there from the city, um, from Cardiff, that sort of explains what the heck this is to people who may not know. And so, yeah, because people are just that diehard fans of Torchwood and Yanto but and just Jack. just Yanto? There's no yeah. Owen Tosh? Yeah, no, no. I think oh, I think you sort of get the, um, you know, the diehard fandom, the shippers. I don't, you know, nothing wrong with that. 
you know, who yeah. are very into the relationship. And, and so, yeah. But it's such a tough, you know, when Yanto is dying and he's asking Jack, you know, you want, or saying to Jack, you won't even remember me and I'll always remember you. And, but the, that sort of brings home Jack's immortality mm-hmm. because, yeah, he'll probably remember him and, yeah, he'll be really sad about it. But he will keep moving on. He will keep moving on and he will have another love that he loves just as much. I mean, he ends up with uh, the guy in the next one, yeah. you know, those sorts of things. It's and, and, and I can understand why that would be so difficult for any partner of his. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, I, yes. The reason what I'm thinking is, you know, when, whenever your spouse dies, whether early, young or old, and there's always the chance they may remarry, I don't know, you always have that discussion, you know, you know, whether, you know, it's okay to remarry. Of course, once they're dead, obviously they can't do anything unless they just haunt you. But anyway. <laughs> but. That, that's exactly what you should be. That's what I want you thinking of. Right. Is not about whether or not you could ever love again or whether a love will be equal mm-hmm. or, you know, any of those things. I want you constantly to be thinking about retribution. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, and we've, uh, so in uh, Children of Earth, uh, Gwen finds out she's pregnant. Yes. Yep. So interesting development there. Yeah, Natural well, she is told right. that she's pregnant by the crazy guy. By the crazy guy. Um, which is very exciting. Um, and then she happens to be where she's, you know, she's doing, what, ultrasound yeah. or something. And Jack walks in and, you know, so she, he sees it. And uh, and then Reese is mad because Jack knows first. Yeah, there's <laughs> always an interesting Reese Jack relationship. Yes, yeah, always. All being Reese, Reese looking forward to punching Jack for any reason. Any reason at all? <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, in Children of Earth, so you know we've already had two deaths, and we will have the Yanto death. But what we get in Children of Earth is we get to blow up the hub, the yep. Torchwood hub, and I always thought that was a well, not much. we, Jack. Jack blows it up. Yeah, accidentally because they stick something in it well that, that was the plan but because you know the it, i don't know but anyway you know it's one of those things in other franchises it to me it seemed like okay we want to blow up the hub in the writer's room but i don't know why you know i don't know just to move this i don't know why but anyway and so the the in-story explanation is they think that jack's immortality is tied to the torchwood hub which doesn't make sense but anyway whatever and so they blow it up but i was like mm, okay well, that seemed yeah, they're also trying to take out everybody in yeah. Torchwood, mm-hmm. um, and so with Gwen and Yanto and Jack all being in the hub. Yeah, I think the thing that, that always strikes me with Torchwood is how, and I don't know, I guess because I'm thinking too much about it, I guess, which is what I do, but so like, what is Torchwood? Torchwood is this, I don't know, you know, this whole, we're outside the UN, you know, the, the whole description they do at the beginning of the show. But it's like, but then what is it? You know, this royal, ro- royal chartered organization, right, from Queen Victoria mm-hmm. herself. And, but they're like, they're so amateur. They're like, they're supposed to be the super secret organization, but then they label all their equipment Torchwood, which I find hilarious. And then, you know, it doesn't seem that secret after a while. Like, everyone just knows yeah, there's and Torchwood of course, over and, there. And Gwen talks about it in Miracle Day yeah. several times of this we're supposed to be secret <laughs> guys we're supposed to, why are we telling everybody everything we're supposed to be a secret but it just seems like they're very human and i don't know if that's a critique but like all of torture this series is just a very human show 
you know, because they don't always win. They don't always live. They don't always, I mean, sometimes they do a lot of time, you know, um, but you never know, even if that gets, you know, you're watching the children of earth and you know, there's only five episodes of that fifth episode. Hopefully all the children of earth don't get, you know, eaten or drugged or inhaled. But to be honest, <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. And, and one of the nice things about that, is, you know, that creates tension, mm-hmm. knowledge that those writers are going to kill off anybody they darn well please except john barrowman exactly but yeah it's very much it raises the stakes a lot for audience members but then you sort of had the end of children of earth with jack leaving the planet yes because of yanto's death and everything i assume at that point although then he goes straight away and meets a sailor so well you know you gotta cope somehow. Yeah, is that grief sex? Yeah, grief sex with Russell. What's his name? And then name? I'm sure later it was group group sex. So. <laughs> I'm pretty, Kylie Minogue showed up and it was on from there. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to the more recent Miracle Day. Yes. So very interesting. So this was sort of the, the first three series of Torchwood, and then was it 2011? Off the top of my head, I'm gonna look it up as I'm talking here because I was probably wrong. But um, yeah, 2011. So you know, so so that's probably. I can't do the math. Five years, maybe a little less after the end of third series three. No, we want more torture. We want more torture. We want more torture. And nothing, nothing, nothing. And then finally, 2011, we get Miracle Day on Stars. Stars. Yeah. Yes, the U.S. subscription channel. Yes. Of course, Star Trek's on a U.S. subscription channel these days, so what can we talk about? But nevertheless, it's a little bit different, maybe. But anyway. So, well, certainly at the time. Yeah. But anyway, of course, this is a, just as the Doctor Who movie was a Fox BBC production. Oh, right. This is yeah, a Stars BBC Wales yes, joint production. Yes, and it gets shockingly American mm-hmm. um, at times. Interesting that five years have passed and the baby is not much older. That's right. Well, I think in. Onwen. Yeah. Onwen is her yeah. name. I have a friend who's got a baby with that name, and so I was going through all my friends and their babies' names to get to I mean, It may have been like three or four years. But anyway, but in, 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 in series. Either way. In, in series, they may have had a different timeline. I was talking about actual time. But yeah. Yes. So anyway, but yeah, so what'd you think of the 10 episode Miracle Day? Mixed feelings. Yes. Again, it felt very American, mm-hmm. including in its scope. Um, what did we add up? That there were. Five oh, locations, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So there's what? Uh, Cardiff. Yeah. London, I believe. Yeah. Um, LA, DC. Oh, yeah. That's four. Um, then you have Argentina and China. Six. Yes. And, and New I York. Like Did I say New York? No. Seven. Because that's where Jack and his flashback is. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah, it was very broad in mm. scope. Got some pretty decent-sized American names. Right. So, yeah, you sort of had the Rex. Oh, my gosh, I can't remember the girl's name. That's an E. But anyway, you had sort of the two uh, American add-ons. Yes, absolutely. Um, Mackay Pfeiffer being one. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of course, you have Bill Pullman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in a weird role. Yes, but I think he played it well. That's right. Uh, Esther. Esther and Esther, Rex. Yes. And she was played by Alexa Havens, if I'm saying that name correctly. Okay. Um, and then, of course, we get Reese again and Andy, of course. Yes. Reversing. And then you get um, uh, Lauren Ambrose. I always get her from uh, anyway on that HBO series. But anyway, um, uh, she played the kids in the chair of the redhead. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I think you actually get Q. 
Yes. From Star Trek, I'd John Delancey. Yep, of course, Q. Uh, and there's another Nana Star Visitor. Trek. Visitor. That was such a wasted role for her. Nana Visitor playing Major or Colonel Curie. Kieran Reese, depending on what season of Deep Space Nine you're watching, but like a, a episode, a half an episode before she got blown up, and I was like, "That's pretty weird." Whatever, I guess you got Maybe the paycheck. She was just Who cares? A Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters. Oh yes, yes, was in it playing a very bad guy, mm-hmm. but that's often often his thing, isn't it? Yeah, and then we get um, oh, I'm trying to remember her name. Anyway, we get the Doctor. Well, I was very sad that died. I remember watching it live. I'm like, oh, she's yes, not really dead. And she's again, not really I not kept really thinking, you know. Vera uh, Juarez. Uh, yes. And then played by Arlene Turr. I kept thinking, you know, oh, after they rehear- re- reverse Miracle Day, she'll survive? Um, yeah. Or the, or Rex will get there in time to save her? Or something's going to happen that she is not going to die horribly in a fire. Yeah. I think Miracle Day. Now you, Jessica, you know yeah, the way that I, is me. Correct. You know the way I feel I'm about. Glad I wore my name tag today. <laughs> well, not the listeners when I say you, um, but that you know how I react and feel when I'm watching Star Trek Discovery. Yes, that is how I felt when I watched Miracle Day live. I think it's different to watch it bingey, which is we did, you know, maybe two or three episodes at a time. I can But if you see get it that. week by week, you're like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> was my I reaction. I can absolutely see that. And I felt that a little bit at the end of every episode with it this time. Um, again, because each one... It, Every episode ends on a cliffhanger, and each cliffhanger is worse than the one before, and they continue to get thwarted, and nothing goes their way. It's just constant angst and angst and more angst. Because I think watching it this time, it's not as bad as watching it the first time. I mean, still, I would say not my favorite. You know, if you had to pick one, two, three, or four, it's definitely going to be listed fourth for me. But it's just because I think... Even watching it binging, it's not as bad, but they're just all these storylines that don't are unnecessary and or don't go anywhere. So, like, the Bill Pullman character, like, he introduces this big thing, but he doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like, what was the point of him again? Yeah. Like, I could have had this whole series without Bill Pullman. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's, you know, great actor and does it, Fantastic but, actor but, and plays it very well, but I agree. There's like, no the point redemption to him. To him. <laughs> Um, although he is handy to as the threat to blow things up at the end, yeah. but if that's all, that you know, they could have done something else. And again, it, you know, he is never redeemed, right? Which I guess, yeah. But even if and not the sudden he needs because Fortune is being a very cynical show, yeah. But still, I mean, the fact that he realized, yep, I'm bad. I just want to die. Okay, well, that would have saved things. That had just happened. Um, but okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, like, even, I'm just trying to think, well, even, like, the Nana Visitors, like the, um, and I can't remember her name, but but Jack's Lost Love, who is apparently the beginning of all this. But anyway, that kind of news anywhere, because, like, they're trying to find, you know, they kidnap Gwen's uh, child or family. Oh, yeah, and C. Thomas Howell is there and tries to kill them, and then they sort of kill him, but not really, because nobody can die, and then... We don't know who sent him. Right. Was it the CIA? Was it the lover? Was yeah. it one of the, the Trinity? Yeah. What 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 was he doing there other than staying gold, pony boy? You know, I I got nothing. <laughs> and then the like I think it's the second or third episode where I remember thinking like it's sad that this is one of the better episodes, but it shouldn't be. 
when Jack gets poisoned by, I don't know the name of the actress, but I've seen her and stuff, but by the, you know, the, the CIA agent, um, the Asian, sorry, I wish I knew another way to describe her, um, ends up getting her head turned around by Rex. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. I've seen On her the airplane. Stuff. I just yeah. can't remember her I don't name. know who she is. I apologize. Is. Yeah. But anyway. Um, but anyway, you know, the whole episode is he gets sick on the plane and they have, it's like, it's like an episode of house, you know? Yes, they have what, to fix, yes, what, actually. What can you really use an airplane is. to cure him? House combined with MacGyver. Exactly. I mean, that's the old a, MacGyver, not the new MacGyver. Yeah. I don't watch that. But that's the whole episode. Yeah, I'm like, you're absolutely it's right. It's kind of a waste. Getting, getting but, the, the tubing from underneath the floors of the plane and yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. And again, that's the thing. Everything that can possibly go wrong goes wrong everywhere, all the time. Because I I just want them to sit down and have a cup of tea. (laughs) And at least with the children one, um, they have that opportunity because they meet their informant at a chip shop or a coffee shop and are able to sit down with her. Uh, The girl who later has gone on to play in The Good Fight on CBS. Which is interesting. I feel like that is almost the Martha role. I mean, not that I'm saying there's only one room for one black female in Torchwood. <laughs> because, like, in Torchwood, it was almost hinted in series two that Martha might join Torchwood. Kind of, kind of, kind of. Uh, and she had yeah, those four cameos. Yeah. And then you had, and I can't remember her name, but like you said, in Children of Earth, and I can't remember her name. But you thought, like, like you were saying, oh, maybe she'll, maybe join, she'll Tor- join Torchwood. Yeah. Because she seemed like the kind of, and maybe it was sort of hinted, kind of, maybe, 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 but then... No, and then so... <laughs> Just no. Yeah. And Whatever. You're kind of like, we need to start replacing these people we're losing. Yeah, and it's not <laughs> like she was going to play in the good fight straight away, yeah. so... And then you sort of have then, you know, with uh, Miracle Day, uh, uh, Esther dies. Yes. Which, uh, I'm not saying someone had to, but, you know, in the Torchwood world, people die. I mean, you can't... Everyone can't come out clean. Um, you know, and but then you sort of have Rex surviving because now he's a new Jack. But anyway, yeah, it was even, yeah, I just felt like there was, it was weird, 10 episodes. It was one of those things where I felt like they knew they had 10 episodes that they had to write instead of just like, let's write a story, see how many episodes we have. And I yeah. guess that's how it works yeah. in the real business world, you know. But like, again, Children of Earth, I almost feel like they could have done Marilyn Day in five episodes and it may have been a little fast, but you could have just gotten rid of a lot of crap. And you didn't have to have this kind of, like, bigger storyline, bigger storybuilding. But you've just been like, go to the blessing. Like, find that out straight away. Let's figure out what's going, you know. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, the lady who was in China at the blessing, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, is that not Clint Eastwood's ex-wife? I wouldn't know. I think that that's correct. Okay. There's my... <sighs> There's my thing. So, but anyway, so we've been going long, I know, but Torchwoods, it's a great series to talk about. There's been four series. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I think we've, we've talked crap about a lot of things, but I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed all of them. And I know it's an overused word these days, but it is a gritty show, and that can be good and bad. But I think, you know, with a John Behrman Jack, as we talked our, in our last episode, all about Cap and Jack, but... It does keep you watching, even though sometimes you're like, what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also, I think, kind of interesting because John Barrowman is so pretty. He is, and and there's not, I mean, he's handsome, but he is pretty. Mm-hmm. He is he is a pretty male lead for musicals kind of face. He is just a very, very pretty man. And for him to have such a gritty vehicle 
for as long as he did. And such a really gritty character, I think, is probably a testament to his his ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's not the kind of person... You know, you think about somebody like Hugh Laurie uh, in Gritty House, just because we were just talking about that. You know, nothing about Hugh Laurie's very... Comedic. Yeah, oh, yeah there's nothing comedic about him, but Hugh Laurie has a gritty kind of face, mm-hmm. which is what makes his comedy so funny. Oh, I see. Um and 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 John Barrowman does not have that kind of face. Mm-hmm. So for for them to be able to build such a gritty show around his personality, I think is really pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And I guess tonally, it's not perfect, but I was reading on Tardis.wiki or somewhere that Russell T Davies was looking for the angel to Buffy, and that was sort of Torchwood to Doctor Who. So okay, whereas uh, yeah. Angel was a little bit more grittier than like, yeah, absolutely, than Buffy, obviously, but. Absolutely. Anyway, but anyway, let us and, and Spike shows up. Exactly, so like both times. There you go. Yeah. But anyway, let us know your favorite Torchwood moments, or maybe infamous Torchwood moments, and or and, characters, favorite yeah. Torchwood characters, and whether or not they survive. Um, I'm guessing off the top of my head, unless it's Andy. No, they didn't survive. Sure. <laughs> and we've been li- listening to the new uh, Torchwood Big Finish production, Believe. I think we're in part, we have, we've done the, I think there's kind of three parts to it. And we've sort of done parts one and two. So mm. it's been interesting to hear the old Scooby gang back together. So we might talk about it. Yes. If we finished it next episode. Yeah, a little bit strange just because I've sort of gotten used to them not. And so now we're having to go back in time um, a little bit and suspend that disbelief. But I don't begrudge having the Scooby gang back together. And I did grab a Torchwood comic uh, or graphic novel, I suppose I should say, World Without End. So I haven't opened it up yet, but I'll let you know how it is. Cool. So tell me about the TARDIS library, darling. For our time remaining, I thought since we're into Doctor Who spinoffs, instead of talking about a classic Doctor Who episode, let's talk about a classic Doc- Doctor Who companion. Well, another Doctor Who spinoff. Yeah. And that, of course, would be Sarah Jane Adventures. Yes. It isn't about class. We're not going to talk about class this time. Um, <laughs> we have to go back and actually know, finish have, that. At we've some never point. actually finished we the series. Finish we have that. the final two in the key, uh, DVR key. We've never finished. So yeah. one of these days we'll talk class. But anyway, so but yeah, Sarah Jane Adventures, and um, we're actually going to talk about the New Year's New Year's special, which I guess I've been told it's not the pilot, but it is. Um, that is Invasion of the Bane, which premiered one January two thousand and seven, and according to the TARDIS Wiki synopsis. Investigative journalist Sarah Jane Smith teams up with her new 13-year-old neighbor, Maria Jackson, to face the scheming Mrs. Wormwood, the head of a company producing a popular and addictive soft drink called Bubble Shock. Bubble Shock. Yes. So what did you think of the New Year's special, not a pilot, Invasion (laughs) of the Bane? Yeah, no, I quite enjoyed it. There was nothing too deadly or dangerous about it. It is definitely Doctor Who light mm-hmm. and Torchwood extremely light. <laughs> no one makes out with anyone. No, not even a little bit, which is disappointing. Okay, I have high hopes for Sarah Jane and the dad <laughs> um, at some point. But I love Sarah Jane so much. Mm-hmm. So I think anything that she does is... And I thought the premise was interesting. Now, I'll tell you how we watch this, and this is my fault. But I, <laughs> I thought, because I wanted to watch it. 
I mean, without doing any research, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just download series one, and there we go. And start, start at the beginning. And that makes sense. Little did I know that, the, you know, so we actually watched episode one, which we're, I mean, we can talk about, but, um, so we watched episode one, which was the Slovene, uh, at the school, but anyway. So and I kept asking questions, like, okay, this, this adopted son, Luke, is, where's he come cl- from? yeah, where's he come from? Where did she get him? Why is he not quite normal? Is he a robot? And Philip's like, I'm not gonna tell you. You'll find out. You'll find, and then, of course, then, we, 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 bo- we both realized that, oh, we have to go back an episode yeah. to actually find out um, to the not. Right. But even with Invasion of the Bane, I feel like there's some things they just, like Mr. Smith's supercomputer, she just has that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's not explained. Now, K-9 and Company, I don't know, maybe I need to watch that, because that maybe that explains everything. But, um, because that was with Sarah Jane and K-9. Um, right, okay. In, in the early... Uh, earlier time there yeah decades um but anyway they do sort of uh write off canine as sort of floating in the black hole universe yep so he's gonna come back though right i mean i don't know i'm not trying to be cute necessarily i don't know i think so but i don't know yeah that was sort of the way to like well because she shows up in doctor who with canine and this sort of follows that so you know after that episode this sort of was i guess the way to bring her back Okay. Because this, oh, you know, this comes up, remember she says, I'm, you know, trouble in a school, this seems familiar, you know. Yeah. That was sort of, you know. Yeah. The reference to that episode. Ah, cool. So, okay. Yeah. yeah, but I do like the fact that her living alone, she doesn't want to talk to anyone and has her own adventures because, of course, you know, after being the doctor's companion, that's her only life that she knows. But then, and isn't very friendly. No. Like, when they try to introduce themselves, she's not really having any of it. Just knowing that, she, you know, because the old, you know, anyone knows they'll be in danger too and blah, blah, blah. And or they'll leave me. Exactly. Like the doctor did. Yeah. But, you know, this is, you know, the, the kid's show, I for lack of a better word. Of course, mm-hmm. I mean, Doctor Who is supposed to be a kid's show, but I guess it's not anymore. But anyway, so, I mean, but I don't think it's, you know, bad as a no, not at all. Like I say, I quite enjoy it. The little boy playing Luke is very good. The little girl is also very good. And she reminds me of what I think Meghan Markle would look like when she's young. Um, so I can't stop seeing that for some reason. I'm like, oh, it's Meghan Markle as a teenager. And it's not. But this is this is what I think. Yeah. So um, it was sort of interesting. I get to see the Sarah Jane house with the ceiling. Or the, excuse me, the, with the... Um, attic having all the alien stuff that she's collected throughout the years, and so yeah, I think you know, having watched the first episode, I mean, we have the first series that we bought off of Amazon, so we're definitely going to watch it. Um, so yeah, I definitely would recommend the Sarah Jane Adventures. I know there's more to come because I've seen an odd episode or two, especially the ones with the Doctor, but even just with the kids, it'd be interesting to watch. Yeah, and perhaps we'll do a a season. A- Spend an entire episode of our podcast on it at some point. Sure. So, yeah. So, if you know anything that we should be looking forward to the Sarah Jane Adventures, I know there's going to be cast changes eventually. But, you know, we're going to... It's like Menudo. The kid's voice changes and you get a new kid. (laughs) Is that that what happens? Well, we got the new kid already with episode one and Clyde. Yep, that's true. Yeah. Absolutely. I assume. But but I knew about him because of the Red Nose Day. Right. Special. Special. Well, then you also know about Ronnie, so... Of the two Ronnie? (laughs) Well, that was the girl's name, so anyway. Oh, right. Oh, okay. No, I didn't remember that. So we'll see what happens. We'll get into it. All right. What are we talking about next week? We did not discuss this, so I'm excited. (laughs) I'm just as excited to find out as you are, dear listener. (laughs) Well, next week I thought we would focus on an alien species, but I sort of have a jumping point of how to start the discussion. Okay. So next week we're going to be talking about the Cybermen. 
But the way we're going to talk about them, and we're going to talk about them generally in Doctor Who, um, but I happen to have two graphic novels sitting over there, and that would be the Doctor Who Star Trek The Next Generation com- team-up, I don't know if you want to call it that, where the Cybermen and the Borg I was going to say, and, which is interesting because I always forget myself and call the Cybermen the Cyberborgs. Yeah. Or, yeah. So we're, we're going to read the volumes one and two, um, and then we'll, we'll review them. Um, and then just, you know, talk Cybermen, all things Cybermen, and then uh, go from there. So we're going to talk about the Sock Puppets and Bill. There you go. Oh, and Danny Pink. Yep. Lots to talk about. But yeah, maybe we should just spend, <laughs> we could spend, we can spend an entire episode talking about all of the people who become Cybermen. That's true. Cyber people. Cyber people. <laughs> Cyber Bill and mm-hmm. Cyber Pink. Uh, well, until next time, darling, you're my favorite person who is a miracle in my life Aww, in all of time and space. That's so cute. You're adorable. This is BBC Television.